for me it was just straight into weightlifting I never had an interest for sport in, a, in such a way that I did for weightlifting and we had the option to go to the gym or to like do team netball or do this and I, every single time I was like yep I'm gonna go to the school gym and slowly slowly I built it up to the point where he was like right okay you're a bit strong like you should do something with this you know for a woman going into weightlifting especially like being an Indian you know it's you're obviously it's gonna come with some sort of judgment the feeling is just amazing like you know you're beating yourself every single time and actual olympic weightlifting started at the age of 17 so i think i literally did my first competition within five months it wasn't even that long and i had been there and a lot of people that i was competing with had been doing weightlifting for years like if you don't believe in yourself it's going to make everything a lot harder for you to even like move forward so it does teach you like believe in yourself persevere don't like give up because you're going to have the bad days Welcome back to the Culture Cast podcast. My guest today is a multi-sport athlete. She has won gold in the 2018 British Weightlifting Youth Championships. Welcome, Simon Vedi. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, I think we're, I'm in that routine now, so every single time that we, we start a podcast, the first question I ask is just, uh, what was your upbringing like? Let's take a trip down memory lane. What was baby Simon like? What was your childhood like? What was your cultural background like? All of that. Okay, so my mom, she's from India, actually, and my dad was born here. So in that sense, like, I've always had two different sides and two different sort of outlooks on life um, regarding the way I live my life. Um, they both see things really differently. So, yeah, that's really it. Do you think you've got like that nice little balance of like maintaining your traditional sort of views and also having that like sort of modern Western vibe? Yeah, I think luckily because of the way they both think, even my mom, um, even though that she's from India, like she still is quite open minded and she sort of understands the way, you know, things work in England as well. So, yeah, that in that sense, I've had both sides and yeah I'm quite quite lucky in that sense. You're, you're from um, Leeds as well right so like obviously we were speaking before like Birmingham, London and things are more like up in a hubs where there's more uh, Indian people What what's it like in Leeds? Yeah so I think Leeds is less like that and I feel like just based on my own judgment there's a lot more like open-mindedness I guess but it might just be because of the people that I'm hanging around with or the people that I'm around you know just it is different isn't it down south compared to up north yeah exactly like we were speaking beforehand I'm, I'm from Newcastle it's very similar like the up and up community isn't massive here but it's it is like quite tight-knit like everybody knows everybody and and obviously that's a good thing but it also could be a bad thing at times mm, indeed yeah. <laughs> definitely you know always have two sides to it um did, did the people that you were hanging around with you said like obviously you're open-minded is that uh were you hanging around with mainly just uh, other Indians and things or like have you got like a diverse friendship group what what's what was that like um so I think growing up I've always kind of been that kind of person who's like I really want up and friends that I can bring home and that I can you know that are comfortable around my parents and I've always had that kind of fixed mindset but mm. recently I opened my mind and I was like I feel like when you have diverse friendships you 
like you experience more you become more open-minded and especially about experiencing because I believe like life is you know about experiencing and to have diverse friendship groups and like experience different cultures understanding them is you know it's it's just better to be that way in my opinion you know 100 percent. 100 I definitely agree like I think uh a few times I've spoke like on the podcast previously about like it, when you're a child and sort of growing up and you have these experiences with different uh, like ethnicities and like a diverse experience like set it sort of like breaks down any um, like preconceptions that you might have because you're breaking them at such a young age does that make sense so like obviously yeah. I think Apane in general have this sort of um maybe stigma of like we try to tend to like stick to each other and we don't really like uh, venture out too much like we're, like when we're talking about maybe previous generations but when you get yeah. rid of them like I guess preconceived notions um at such a young age it, it makes you way more open-minded like you're way more comfortable talking to more people and and sort of trying new things which as as, as we already said is like that adaptability um is 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 really important for when you're going forward in life yeah most definitely I agree um I think in my experience as well like I went to a really diverse high school and I didn't have um the best experience not because of the diversity it's just like unrelated but I think that conditioned me to be like you know what I really want up and friends who I can bring home and who can get along with the family and stuff just because of that experience um, and what, that's why I became so fixed because, you know, I feel like I had a certain experience which made me sort of close off to, to you know, being open-minded, I guess. And I just wanted to follow the, the route of, like, comfort, you know. No, no, I, I think I, I understand that. Like, um, so uh, growing up, obviously, I had, like, a group and things at school up in Newcastle, very white school. And obviously kids are gonna pick on other kids and I, I got it for yeah. my good I also got it for being overweight as a child as well so I think kids are naturally just going to pick on other other people and they'll choose something and it's very easy to to like if you're the the odd one out in terms of color or weight or anything like um I, I don't want to like just say it's because of purely because of like racism because it could be, but it could also be like the ginger kid would be getting called ginger. The the guy with glasses would be called the specky one. The the fat one's called the fat one. Do you know what I mean? Like all yeah. these things sort of happen. And I think when when you have that bad experience, and it's potentially like going back to the other thing you were saying about open-mindedness, when you have that bad experience, it works the opposite way, where you do become very mm-hmm. close-minded. And I had that as well, because yeah. I was very proud of my sort of background. Uh at school and um and that makes you like a, a bit of a target sometimes as well especially when you're one of the only ones that is from that background and perhaps the other kids from that background assimilated a lot easier than me so I I understand that like that close that closed off nature is like a, a very comfort zone sort of comfort blanket I I, I guess but um yeah. I think similar to you the older you get when you get into like uh out of the school setting where you are forced to be around each other and you get to things like university and, and like later life outside of school it's when you sort of can choose your own friends and choose the people that you're hanging around with and you're not like just forced into this classroom because you all got the same grade in a maths test or something do you know what I mean so I think yeah. that's when it becomes a lot more open-minded 
Never mind is 100%. Yeah, I think experiences, you know, make you a certain way. But I do think after, I guess, high school and sixth form, you do sort of start under, understanding yourself more and, you know, opening your mind or some people close their mind more, you know, it's just everyone's part, isn't it? It's because I think it's because you, you actually get a hang round with people who have mutual interests. So if you're choosing your A-levels, for example, or if you go to college and you're choosing whatever subjects you want to do, like you're, you're most likely going to be talking to people who are interested in the same things as you. Whereas the whole school setup is like, you could be interested in so many different things, but you're just going to get based on like, again, like a maths test that you might do at like, or SATs. Do you remember like SATs in year yeah. six? And then you get put into these sets afterwards and it's like, you all just get them based because you, you, you got the same sort of similar answers on a, on a test. And it's like, it's not. The yeah. Best. Yeah. Because at that age, we don't really know ourselves. And I feel like in the age of high school, we are sort of a lot of people end up being people pleasers, you know, like we're just trying to all like make friends and trying to like, we don't know ourselves and we're not really hanging around with people who are, you know, we're not really attracting or trying to hang around with people that are like us because we don't we're still finding ourselves and we're still understanding what we like and what we are into and that's why when people get to university I feel like it's so much easier to make friends with people who are going to be there for a longer term sort of thing you know I think it's the choices the choices like a massive part of that is that you actually have a choice that like if you don't want to speak to somebody at uni it's very easy to not to speak to them do you know what I mean like you don't have to get forced into like situations yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly you choose what you what you want out of uni I feel definitely and you can choose like uh like just generally more things like if if you're stuck in for example Leeds like yourself and you're around like similar sort of people but then you go to London uh for university like yourself which is completely different sort of um like backdrop or, or society or culture uh, h- however you want to phrase it then you you get to naturally experience so many things just from your environment as well um so it was really different but I needed that and I went to London for opportunity and to be honest, it's not what I expected. I went to, I came to London. Um, the university that I'm at has the best weightlifting team. So for me, it was about, you know, having the opportunity and having the focus. But when I came, things changed. Like I lost my love for weightlifting. And so it was more of like a different experience for me. It was getting to know different kinds of people, finding myself. That's what my, uh, what the change has been like for me. It was really focus on myself when I got here and yeah to be honest so because because you went to university to do sports science it's probably a good um good time to actually just speak about fitness and, and weightlifting in general so we'll, we'll take it back a bit from obviously before uni and when you actually first got into into the gym into lifting weights and have you always been into like other sports and fitness and in, in, in general so I was never really into it like that it was sort of for me it was just straight into weightlifting I never had an interest for sport in a, in such a way that I did for weightlifting it was it was something I just sort of realized and went straight into um as a kid what uh what kind of age were you when you started like to uh get into weightlifting um so I sort of started I'd say when I was 12, 13 years old um but 
actual Olympic weightlifting started at the age of 17. So my interest sort of stayed there for a while, but I never really took action into it until I was a little older. What, uh, so what were you doing in, in them like four or five years in between? Like what kind of training? Um, so in school, this was sort of like something which grew more and more was in um, high school, I would, we had option when it was like um, physical education, we had the option to go to the gym or to like do team netball or do this. And I, every single time I was like, yep, I'm gonna go to the school gym. And we had the teacher who was also a personal trainer, I believe. He gave me a couple of movements and you know how how to squat, how to deadlift, and um, yeah. Um, since then, I used to go to the gym every single week. I went to the same gym and I just kept practicing the movement. And slowly, slowly, I built it up to the point where he was like, "Right, okay, you're a bit strong. Like, you should do something with this. You know, um, you are quite strong for your age, so <laughs> get on it." So yeah, that's where that's what I was doing in those years. Um, obviously you got like encouragement from school and and but I don't know my school setup is different like we didn't have a school gym um, and I, I think that's actually like a way better idea because then you can sort of choose what you're interested in like some people don't really want to get involved in team sports and I do think there's a benefit yeah. of team sports but like if you are, if you do just want to concentrate like solely on yourself and you can go to the gym and you see the the weights there then uh, that's a sick idea to be fair did um, but did you get like any yeah encouragement discouragement from lifting weights because obviously like from a sort of Indian background and and being female that that doesn't really seem like a thing that is very common Mm -hmm. um yeah I did get some discouragement but seriously like I didn't you know it can affect a lot of people but for me like I just sort of I was like, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing my thing because that's just the way the older generation thinks. For me, it was always like the older generation sort of like, why are you doing this? Like, you're going to look too muscly. Um, like, you know, you're going to be bigger than your husband in the future. Like, <laughs> things like that, you know, that did say. But the thing is, obviously, like I said, my mom was from India. She sort of had the same opinion in a sense. She was open to it, but I know from the conversations we had that she was all like why have you chosen weightlifting <laughs> like why would you choose weightlifting out of everything like why like I don't understand the logic behind a woman getting muscly like doesn't look to her so for me I used to take everything like with a pinch of salt but you know I feel like for a woman going into weightlifting especially like being an Indian you know it's you're obviously it's going to come with some sort of judgment you know yeah that well that is exactly the reason I asked because it is I've I've heard the same things but I don't even think it's just Indian we hear it in general like the wider population as well like uh don't if you lift weights you're gonna start becoming manly and like masculine and because of like the excess muscle mass and things like that and it's just like you'd have to go to like a very nth degree to to start actually like looking a bit a slightly bit more manly it's 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 very like far do you know what I mean like way way down the line like the normal person who's in the gym uh, uh, getting into weights is uh like if a female should, they're not gonna look they're not gonna look manly whatsoever if anything in my opinion it actually like um because 
of body compositions and things you actually end up looking more womanly because it, it you end up getting like the the muscles in the right places i think that's the easiest way of saying like girls tend yeah. to have big booties when they when they wake out do you know what i mean like it's the easiest way of saying that but um and, and it is like it becomes more woman exactly mm-hmm. you like you said you do have to do a lot for a woman to even look close to looking like a man you know a lot of people love saying like you're gonna look like a man I do remember one time where um I was in my friend's car and her grandma was driving was around somewhere to um like some place and she basically had said to me like why have you chose weightlifting like you're gonna look like a man and I was like whoa the audacity (laughs) you know like we we don't produce testosterone in the same way like we do will not look like a man you know what I mean but um, yeah, everyone has their opinions, and they'll just see, you know, <laughs> they'll just see. I think I think that perception is changing, and and like usually in our like culture, we will be one of the last opinions to change. But in the wider sort of society, like it is changing. Like obviously with with social media, especially like with Instagram and and like the the amount of fitness influencers that are um, coming out and and showing their content and obviously there's a lot of female fitness influences um and i think that like when you look at sort of their body compositions you realize like actually it's it is really beneficial and the thing that i find important as well is is not just for like men but for women is it makes your like because you're putting on more muscle mass your core becomes a lot stronger so if anything like it actually helps you in later life with certain things like in my mind i'm specifically thinking about like pregnancy and motherhood do you know what I mean like if you're able to um if you have mm-hmm. like a strong core it will help in in that sort of time in your life so it's like future proofing yeah 100% it helps in so many different ways I feel like like you're saying physically for pregnancy it can help in you know mentally in the future you can be more like persevering towards things there's nothing bad about doing it. There's nothing bad about being into fitness, being into muscle building, you know, there's nothing bad really, you know? And you're right, the generation, like with the new generation, I feel like there's so much more of an open mind and it's just going to keep going like that. It's just the way that they're conditioned to think because it's not really a normal thing. It's not really a norm for them, but um, it's becoming a norm, so it's good. Yeah, 100%. As I say, I think that technology sort of plays a part. Like if we go back... back in the day like in India back in the bend or whatever like you you don't have internet you don't have social media there's no Instagram like you get taught certain things you do them but as as we have like more information at our fingertips you get to see like a variety of different possibilities do you know what I mean like you get to see like different yeah. avenues and different interests pick up hobbies that you might not otherwise it otherwise have gotten um, and I think that not just for weightlifting but for everything in general like there might be a kid who see well there's gamers like people get into gaming uh like people get into art people get into all sorts of little hobbies because they have like more information at their fingertips and fitness is probably one of the best ones to get into because as you say it's not only physical health but also like mental health as well mm-hmm. i agree yeah it is um it is something that has so many benefits for everyone you know we, we, we covered like the, the sort of stigmas and things, but we also covered like you got encouragement from your, your school and your personal trainer at, at school. And then you started getting like really strong in certain lifts. Um, so did you always just want to do it purely on a performance side of things? Was it or was it like a, I want to look a certain way? Um, 
I think in the beginning it was more about like I don't know I had a passion and it wasn't really so much about looking a certain way as like the actual sport is more about getting the weight up and I think through those years as I kept increasing my PV I sort of realized like the feeling is just amazing like you know you're beating yourself every single time and you've got you've got higher you've got better and I think it's like a feeling of you know build on your self-esteem for me so yeah that's what I think it really grew during that time yeah it is, it is really important I've said it on the podcast before like is it is in like when ch- children and, and when you're like young and you sort of are able to overcome barriers like uh, in sports especially like like physical barriers if you think that you can't lift it x amount of weight but then you end up lifting it it's sort of like again it goes back to the open-mindedness and you, you sort of are able to overcome obstacles easier in the future as like life goes on because that them sort of mental blockades aren't in your mind if that makes sense yeah yeah definitely it's it teaches you perseverance it teaches you like a lot of sports I think like every single sport is about your mindset mostly as well it's about like how much you believe in yourself how much you know because your mind can stop you from from even achieving any TVs like if you don't believe in yourself it's going to make everything a lot harder for you to even like move forward so it does teach you like believe in yourself persevere don't like give up because you're going to have the bad days and you can apply that anywhere in your life which is just like such a good thing about sports I think personally 100% like uh, personally uh, talking is it is that I got into like weightlifting quite quite relatively late I would say like uh, maybe 17 18 uh, around that time um, as I say I was a, a quite quite a larger child when I was uh, growing up um, so the first thing I did when I was getting into the gym was it was just like cardio for the first like, year but then when I started getting into like uh, actual weightlifting what I found was that like when I got to certain weights that like mentally like I could I could probably physically lift the weight but in my mind like something would stop me it would become like a bit too daunting so like a, a good example I use is when I lifted 200 kilograms for the first time like a deadlift um I, for weeks I could do it as like rack squats for reps and reps and reps or whatever and and I could do 195 for reps on deadlifts but 200 because it's that nice round number I just couldn't do but it was it was the same when I did 100 for the first time, just because it's that big round number in my head, it seems bigger than it is. But um, when you overcome yeah. that, you realise like it's it's just another weight. Exactly. When you like clear the blockage in your mind, because I've had several instances like that as well during weightlifting where, you know, it's been, it's, it's a certain number and I keep saying to myself, like, no way I'm actually lifting this right now. Like, are you sure I can do this? Are you sure? And it's that doubting, which, you know, it stems from something and once you've overcome that you know it's the best feeling which is it's great feeling yeah yeah 100 it helps like obviously physically but i think uh, as we keep on saying it is a really good mental thing like it, and it translates to other things in 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 life uh, as, uh, as we talked about but i feel like it's one of them things where just generally like um you find that you you sort of make things a lot bigger in your mind which which are the same th- they'll be the same size in real life but in your mind you just when you're thinking about it more and more that that thing just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger by the time you actually get to it 
uh, you've created like this sort of monster or this giant in your mind that like it's like that David or Goliath mentally whereas in in reality it's like it's it's not that deep do you know what I mean it, it, that was something for me that I took exactly. a while to overcome that's yeah that's so true and it took me a while too it's all like a progress uh progress and process um but like you know I think when people overthink then it becomes it becomes a big thing in your mind and yeah like you just gotta see it for what it is sometimes like this is the way this is what I'm gonna like I'm just gonna have I'm just gonna pull it up and I'm gonna clean and jerk it and that's it I'm not gonna overthink about how much it is like what will go wrong because essentially when you put that into your mind then things may go wrong because you're doubting it and yeah you've just got to have that faith and yeah that's what I found as well yeah exactly like you create something like massive it's the best way is just to, to do it and sort of live in the moment and then afterwards maybe like reflect on on what you could do better but don't really dwell on it beforehand and I feel like that's mm. that's with most things like if you go in and for an interview uh if you go uh, if you're going in for an exact like my exam pressure before I started uh like doing weightlifting and post weightlifting was completely different like when I was going into my GCSEs and things I'd, I'd had like so much pressure on myself because I'm building all these things up in my mind and then after I sort of got into weightlifting and sort of my mentality shift because of what we're, we're talking about so far and when I got into uni like I, I my exam sort of like pressure like just disappeared I just got in there didn't really think about it too much I know I've done the preparation work and you could just blitz out your exams and that sort of yeah. mindset switch is so so important and I, like obviously like my results reflected that like my results got so much better in uni than beforehand and mm. I accredit that to weight training and like overcoming these mental barriers that's why when I talk about sports and kids um it could sound a bit hypocritical because I wasn't very sporty as a kid but it's I wish I was do you know what I mean because of the the importance that I found later on uh, in life like uh, I did like do football and things but I wasn't very like serious of that but when I got into weightlifting and that mind sh- mindset shift happens you you realize like the importance of it and you wish that like I could have done it a bit earlier yeah I literally think the same thing and I know when I have children myself like one of the things I'm definitely going to put them in is a sport whatever they want to do but a sport is something that you like you know especially when you're aiming towards a competition or something or even like aiming towards you know beating your own pbs for example during like in weightlifting and stuff it's it's really good for your mind like disciplining yourself it's good for um understanding understanding how your mind works and becoming more aware of like your the way you think and you know if you doubt yourself if you don't have faith to work on that and i think like you said like i wish i also was in it from young because you know it just wires you differently and it does get you ready for a lot of things like a lot of sports people who have started from young you can see how they're different and even me I have different conversations with people who do sports compared to people who don't um Mm -hmm. and it's because they have a different way of thinking you know they put their all into it and they they try their best and that's why they are where they are you know no no definitely I I agree like the reason I keep on saying it with kids is because the, the minds are so malleable. Do you know what I mean? They, they can, they're, they're very adaptable. But when you get to like a certain age, you become naturally more close-minded. Uh, and as we've already yeah. spoken about of like generational shifts uh, and things like that. Um, but that's why like it's so important to do it early because then as, as we've already alluded to, the mental sort of barriers uh, are just blown out the water. And, and that's like a lasting effect. Like, as you say, it rewires that brain like, 
their mental barriers are just blown blown away and that is part of that rewiring so when you talk to people who who do sports and and, and things from a young age it, it's not just like the the way they think but it's also like um like a confidence there's there's a big confidence boost of knowing like every day that you work out if you work out in the morning the rest of your day you know is going to be good because you've already accomplished something in the morning do you know I mean like you've already achieved something really good um it's it's like the the thing yeah. uh, have you seen that video of like the navy seal i think he gives like a speech and he's like the first thing you should do in the morning is make your bed because as soon as that first task is done then you can start create like doing other tasks do you know what i mean yeah i agree with you yeah making your bed is the most important thing in the morning <laughs> definitely yeah definitely when did uh so when did you start like um obviously you said your 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 personal trainer at like school or one of your PE teachers was uh, really encouraging and then when you got to a certain point you like you said that you were you're strong when from that point did you start to think about like um doing competitions and things um so when I was in school it was all about like me just going to the gym and doing like literally I used to do deadlift every single time I used to try and beat my deadlift and I remember getting um I think it was like 110 kilos when I was around like 14 years old and that's when I was just thinking like big flex big flex you know what I need to do something with this yep <laughs> big flex I was just thinking like you know I can put something into like I can put myself into something where I can actually achieve great because I know I've got that natural like muscular you know I'm actually naturally quite strong so um it was that point where I just said to my dad I was like you know just like introduce me to some things I want to get into something so he introduced me to CrossFit which um I think a lot of people have opinions on <laughs> um but yeah so he introduced me to CrossFit and I go there and I was like not for me too much cardio I didn't <laughs> like cardio at all at that point um and uh so then I sort of just thought let me just do my own thing and I joined the gym and I just did my own thing kept the building tried to teach myself how to squat properly and just from what I could like learn myself um and then actually getting into weightlifting was when I was around 17 so my dad, um, I said to my dad, like, can you teach me how to squat um, properly, like correct form, deep squat, astagraph. I want to know the right way to do it. And um, he was like, you know what? Yeah, I can try, but like, I don't want to teach you wrong. So let me actually get you somewhere where you can learn how to do all these movements that you want to do properly. So my dad takes me to another CrossFit gym that had like a weightlifting section and um I see the CrossFit gym, I have a look there for a sec, I go into the next room, see the weightlifting gym, I was like, yep, I'm here, <laughs> this is where I want to be, so yeah, that's when I actually got into it, and straight away, um, I was on the mind of competing, even though, like, it is sort of, obviously, it's like, it's a whole new sport, you know, there was a lot to learn, but straight away, as soon as I joined it, just something inside me was like, yep, I want to compete in this, and I want to aim towards a competition soon, so I think I literally did my first competition within five months so yeah well, it was um quite a quick quick journey yeah I uh, yeah as you say like a lot of people have a strong opinions on CrossFit and um I actually quite like it to be honest like uh, uh going into it I sort of I've sort of dabbled in like the three of bodybuilding powerlifting CrossFit that's like um so like going into the gym obviously mm. as I say I was quite chubby so the first thing I did was sort of the bodybuilding side of things like to get a bit more lean and lose the excess like sort of fat and things but 
when when I was doing that, I realized similar. I think genetically, like Indians are actually quite strong, like especially like like Punjabi Sikhs and things. We we've got that farming background sort of thing, so we are quite like what they say even yeah. over here, farmer strength. Do you know what I mean? We are quite naturally strong. Um, yeah. So when when I'm getting into like sort of quote unquote bodybuilding to lose weight, I, I realized that I'm getting all these beginner gains. Like my lips are going up really nicely, and then I sort of transitioned into I guess powerlifting. Um, and don't get yeah. me wrong I'm not saying that in like I got ridiculous numbers or anything like my, my my numbers were okay but it was very much like I was focused on squat deadlift uh, bench um, and, and just mm-hmm. sort of trying to like progress that and then um, as we spoke about before one of the, one of my mates that uh, got me into fitness and that I trained with a lot was was Adam Collard and because um, he was he was like aiming to become like a personal trainer and taking fitness more seriously I ended up basically being sort of sort of like a guinea pig, I guess. Anything that he would learn new, I would get like quote unquote tested on because we would end up just training together. So whatever he's trying new, I would try new. And then he would see like, oh, this is a good workout because because I'm on the floor crying. <laughs> so <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like things like that. And <laughs> and he got a lot into CrossFit, especially yeah. when he opened his own gym. Um, and so I used to train at his gym like a lot and, and doing like the sort of CrossFit workouts. But um going back to the chubby kid I, I realized that like the endurance and, and the crossfit sort of side of thing is something that i really needed um but over time i think mm. my training's definitely like just gradually sort of changed to now at a point where i'm just focused on what gives me the most energy for the rest of like the day and for like my, my like lifestyle i guess uh in quotation marks um but i think there's yeah. a benefit to everything i feel like a lot of people going back to that closed-mindedness sort of fall into one of them categories and then just like shit on the other ones because they're like oh no like bodybuilders and shit on like powerlifters and say well what's the point in lifting this much weight because you don't look like you can lift it uh who cares mm-hmm. how much i can bench as long as my chest is ripped and then powerlifters and say to bodybuilders who cares if you look yeah. good because you can't lift well and then crossfit people are saying okay but are you out of breath when you go up the stairs and do you know what i mean like they all sort of just get competitive whereas I feel like there is a lot of benefits of sort of having like a well-rounded program. Yeah. You know, you said it right there. Cause I myself have been guilty of that. Um, so like when I did weightlifting, I was like, mm, CrossFit is just a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, there's too much cardio, like you're just going to hurt yourself kind of thing because it's just repetitive, repetitive. And, and then I also looked at bodybuilding and I was like, um, which I don't anymore. This was like my, my, um, perspective a long time ago but um I looked at bodybuilders and I was like well I don't understand why you're doing that as well like you're just looking good is there anything that like it's just about looking good there's not in my head I just thought like I didn't really understand it but now I'm open to everything like myself I'm even looking into bodybuilding at the moment so you know everyone has that um that switch in mindset I guess you know especially like with COVID like I was saying a lot of people do think it's bad but at the same time it is like the people that do CrossFit are crazily fit how can you even say that it's something bad do you know what I mean like it's so good look at them they're better than people who do weightlifting powerlifting bodybuilding like they are they are all-rounders you know in weights and in cardio and yeah you can't really say much about it no no 100% like obviously 
uh, it, similarly, when I was looking at the other ones, when I was stuck in one, I was very reluctant to get into it at first. Um, like when I was doing the sort of quote unquote bodybuilding, when I was trying to get a bit more lean, I was like, well, I'm not really bothered about like how much I lift. I'm just asked about how I look being like the, again, like the, the chubby kid. I just didn't want to be chubby anymore. So that was like the main priority. But then when I, when I started getting into lifting heavier weights and the, the endorphins that releases and, and how like good that makes you feel, then I sort of transitioned into that. I thought CrossFit was going to be the last thing because my cardio has always been terrible. But as, as, as he started making programs that were sort of more fun for his, by this point when he had his own gym established, obviously he was, he was um, way more like, uh, like he had more experience of like personal training in general. So as he was making like more programs that were more fun for his clients, I guess, and getting the work done, um, that's sort of when I came in and, and training with him and stuff and and realized that actually, you know what, this is one, it's fun. Uh, so the workout is a lot easier. And two, like my endurance is getting like crazy better. Like uh, I might not look as strong. I might not look as lean, but I can actually go about my day and, and do tasks with more ease than I would normally do them with if that makes sense yeah definitely yeah yeah but again it's that thing when you go through all these like um when all these perceptions are sort of broken down and your preconceived notions are uh, uh, abolished I guess it makes you way more open-minded when you're going to to stuff in the future um when so when did you start competing uh so sorry when you started competing did you compete in powerlifting because already you've said that you were focused on your deadlift and your squat but the video that i seen on online is more like olympic lifting so did you start in powerlifting then transition over or was it just straight into like olympic style um so i think like during those years between when i was like 14 to 17 it was literally squat bench deadlift kind of vibe so it was powerlifting I guess and because those movements are a lot easier for someone to learn themselves and I never really understood like Olympic lifting or clean and jerk snatch the two lifts in Olympic lifting like they just look so crazy to me um I didn't even know much about it until I actually went to the weightlifting gym and I was like this looks so cool and so challenging like I want to try it um so yeah it was just competing wise Olympic lifting but yeah otherwise like I pretty much taught myself powerlifting movements pretty well and then everything like I think that's why I was like able to quickly develop my kind of um, technique in weightlifting because I already had a good squat and I had like a good deadlift and all of it you know can come across in weightlifting so that's why like competing was a quick process in the start compared to how I would have thought it would have been it was I already had quite a bit of muscle and, and technique um so yeah so so was your first competition uh powerlifting um no my first competition has always been like I've never done any powerlifting competitions um just weight olympic weightlifting um I just used to like train powerlifting movements in the gym before I actually started olympic weightlifting and yeah do, do you still do that to supplement your supplement your olympic weightlifting training um there is sort of movements in the training plan um which are similar for example like um deadlifts are obviously used in the clean and jerk um but they are tailored to olympic weightlifting so certain movements are done in a different way for weightlifting um so yeah 
I don't really use a lot of powerlifting movements anymore. Like bench, don't do ever really. Yeah, I was gonna so, say yeah. you don't really need that, do you? No. Um, I quite like just observing different sort of methods of training, as I've already sort of alluded to. Um, and it is like interesting to see all the all the different sort of styles. Like, because uh, in in lockdown, like I've started to do a lot more. Um, it's not really Olympic lifting because it's with kettlebells because that's the only like equipment that I have at home. But like a lot of kettlebell movements are like cleans and snatches and, and things like that. Um, and yeah. I, I have this book by, um, I can't say his last name. It's like Pavel Tatsulini. And he's like the, the goat of like kettlebell training. He's, he's Russian, but his, his surname sounds Italian. It's very confusing. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's like the goat of uh, goat of like um, kettlebell training. And, and it's it's really like simple and interesting. And again, that's that's something completely new to me is literally just because I was able to get a kettlebell at the beginning of the first lockdown. So all of this dumbbell, barbell, weight train, I'd never touch, like relatively, I've never really touched kettlebells up until that train, uh, up until that point. But you get forced into a situation and you, you, you learn to like adapt and then you learn the importance of certain movements and things like that. Yeah, it's the same story for me. Like obviously when it came to lockdown and stuff, I didn't even have a bar or anything. So I had to make do with kettlebells as well. Yeah. And yeah, it's been the same thing, you know, kettlebell workouts, like adapting, um, doing the clean and jerk with a kettlebell. It's so different, but, you know, you've got to adapt, isn't it? I actually enjoy it a bit more with, with kettlebells because it's like a, it accommodates your shoulder, I feel like, a lot better. Like it doesn't really compromise your shoulder in an awkward position, whereas like a barbell does, because it's like that yeah. like flexibility. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean, because a barbell is obviously a straight line and you don't get that um, sort of the movement. It's, mm-hmm. You've got to go with the barbell, whereas with a kettlebell, you know, there's movement because it's free. It's like a one weight thing. I know what you mean. It's different working out with a kettlebell. It's it's good. It's different. And it's good to try new things as well. So even this whole journey of kettlebell training through lockdown has been a good experience as well. Yeah. What kind of uh, what kind of like do you do circuits or do you do like set movements or, or with kettlebells? Um. So I didn't do too much, but when I was like in first lockdown, when I did move back to Leeds, I had all my kettlebells there and I just kind of, it'd mostly just be kettlebell swings, kettlebell clean and press, um, squats, you know, anything that you can do with a bar, I would try and do it with a kettlebell. So like even lunges, pretty much everything. And I had pretty like heavy weights. So yeah, it was good. And I was lucky to have that because not everyone has weights during that lockdown I know it was a difficult time for a lot of people um even now still in the lockdown but um you know I feel like it has also challenged a lot of people to come out of their comfort zone and the way they usually train and try new things so yeah you know that's what I did and made do with the kettlebells I guess 100% you get more creative like that's what I enjoy is is sort of that creativity side of things like obviously kettlebells is, is something that was completely new to me but also like banded workouts I had bands previously but I mainly use them for like stretching um and mm. now like obviously I sort of adapted it to to actually training certain body parts like, it's hard to train back I feel like uh, with, with like a, a kettlebell other than rows you can't really do much but if you have like a band you can put it like on top of a door and sort of do like lat pull downs and and maybe like back extensions if you like stand on it and like put it behind your neck and like sort of do like sort of back extension deadlift sort of things 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think bands is something that has helped a lot of people. Even me, like, before, I never used bands in my life. And I used to be one of those people who were, like, obviously, I used to do, like, squats and heavier weights. So when I used to look at bands, I was like, why are people doing bands? I don't understand. <laughs> I had, like, a really fixed way of thinking. But this lockdown has opened my eyes to bands because recently bands have been, like, the way forward for me. And I actually see gains from just using bands um, every day. And you can do so much with them as well, like you're saying, you can do that pull down. Um, yeah, so it's good that we have resistant bands in our life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, goes back to the thing we were saying before, like you, you become like sort of reluctant to try something new when you like when you see like a different type of workout. But when you try it yourself, you realize it's so, so beneficial. I was going to say, also, you've been trying out, uh, I, I, I think I can, I don't pronounce this right, you know, calisthenics, is that how you say it? It's calisthenics calisthenics okay. a lot of people actually pronounce it like that calisthenics but yeah calisthenics um yeah the body weight training what got you into that so obviously like in the crossfit gym that i used to be in um my coach my actual weightlifting coach he did calisthenics only and um so i used to see him all the time and i just used to think in my head like that stuff is crazy like he's hella ripped and the movements that you can do like even though I was doing weightlifting anytime I try the movement I'd be like what like I can't even do the movement it requires so much strength of like your core and every little part of your body that I didn't even know existed because <laughs> in weightlifting is so like compound and um but then so in the back of my head it was always really intriguing to me but you know I never really went forward to do it until literally last week okay. um, very so fresh. yeah during this time I can't train yeah very fresh <laughs> um just last week I've literally done my second session a couple of days ago and yeah I couldn't feel my arms it, the doms were just another level worse than any doms I've ever had weightlifting like no matter how much I've squatted no matter, no matter how much I've snatched this was just different <laughs> so yeah very fresh new journey for me I think that that normally does happen when you try something new, isn't it? It's because your body's so accustomed accustomed to like a certain movement, so that when you try something new, like the pain is just unreal. You you figure out that you're uh, not using certain muscles, and then their muscles get like sort of activated. Yeah, definitely. It's about your body, like understanding the new movements. It always is about that because, like, even when I first did the session, we did the movement called um, skinning the cat, I believe, or skinning the cat. I don't know why, but um. So the movement was like you're on the rings and you're going upside down and and then you're coming back round. And for me, like I am really like I have a slight fear of going upside down. Um so yeah, like for a while it was just my body getting used to it. And then as soon as it did and it understood and you know, it put two and two together, then it was it was fine, it was easy. And then it's all about like actually using the right muscles which caused these DOMs. <laughs> been like three days and i still feel them <laughs> yeah and i think i see that's the one that i think i've seen on your insta that's why like uh i quickly wrote it down uh and was like oh i'll, I'll ask about that because <laughs> it is interesting like i'm not very much yeah. into it myself but um it does look it does look very interesting it looks hard yeah it is very hard i feel like for me it was shocking because i'm obviously like i do have like strength there from weightlifting when i did do it before but like this was just so surprising that I couldn't do a lot of the movements or because it is body weight but at the same time like no matter how strong you are if you go into body weight 
from not doing it before it is a bit of a shocker you're like oh okay <laughs> so I can't really do these movements as much as I thought I might be able to but yeah it's good it's a challenge it's a challenge is that um do you feel like because you're you're doing body weight and it is engaging that core and you you're becoming more like I guess it works on stability as well like do you think that really helps your uh Olympic lifting yeah, I think when I do go back to Olympic lifting, it's something that can only help because like core wise and even shoulders wise, um, stability is definitely something that's improved through calisthenics. And I think it will help me a lot when I do go back to it in the future. Um, yeah, let's see though. I'm hoping to like, I do want to excel in calisthenics as well, even though it's so fresh, I just have a good feeling about it. I want to be able to be an all-rounder. You know what I mean? Like I can do the body. Um, Sorry, the weight training side of it and I can do the um, body weight movements as well and yeah I'd like to be an all-rounder yeah no no that's as as we were talking about so far I think that is the best way to to go going back to uh, competing um so obviously in the introduction uh, I mentioned that you won the gold medal in the 2018 uh British weight laugh weight lifting youth championships uh, it's a mouthful they might want to use an acronym next time <laughs> um, but um so so how long was it since your first sort of competition up until that point and how how does that process even go like do you have to win x amount do you have to place really highly in x amount and then you get into like some sort of leaderboard ranking or is it at a competition somebody comes and like sort of quote-unquote scouts you like how, how does that whole setup work so with weightlifting um in the start, my first ever competition was a qualifier. So obviously I choose the weight category that I want to rest at and that I want to like compete in. And at the time mine was 63 kilos. Um, so I would be competing and aiming towards the qualifying amount for the 63 kilo category, which would be lower than any higher, like for example, the, the bigger the weight goes in the categories, the higher the qualifying amount. So I would have to hit like, for example, a total of 120 kilos between my snatch and clean and jerk um, in order to qualify for the next competition, if you understand. What yeah, I'm yeah, saying. makes sense. Um, yeah, so it was my choice how I want to split that. You know, I could be like an 80 clean and jerk and a 40 snatch. Yeah, that makes 120. Yeah, um, so it's up to me how I would like to split that. But as long as I make that in the end, then I've qualified and yeah I'm, I'm assuming that you you qualified then you got the 120 kg and then moved on to the next sort of round yeah so i um qualified for then sorry i'm gonna have to trace back a little bit um so i think i yeah i qualified in all the competitions i did for the the category that i was in um and in order to like in order to get on to the next one obviously you have to qualify and so then i think for the first one I did make it and then I changed my weight category at one point to 69 so then I did have to qualify for that as well so it was for me a lot some of the competitions were just like qualify qualify and then for for different for the next level so there's like three tiers for the next tier you have to um you have to obviously just hit the weight get to the next tier and then after that to get to the next tier after that you have to just qualify again so that's how it works with weightlifting and um, obviously tier one is like national uh, level and and that's what I was aiming to in the end and that's what my last competition has been the nationals like 
like that I achieved the golden and um yeah so when when you're going like up uh, up in these competitions and like um qualifying for the next one does that weight uh qualifying weight increase so like for example your first competition you said was like um you think you were 62 kilograms and then you have to qualify at like 120 kg in the next round does it like does that 120 kg increase to like 125 and then 130 to sort of make it harder and harder to progress is that how that like system works or no to be honest it's the same for every um category but i think it's like within categories there are subcategories so there's like under 17s under 15s things like that so as you like get older and for example if you want to compete in the under 17s or you want to compete in like dependent on the competition and dependent on what you are feeling to compete in the numbers will change so when I did get older I had to qualify again obviously when I first started it was okay but then when I got to the age of like 18 and I had to qualify again and um yeah so that's how it really works yeah how how did you feel in your first like competition was it was there like nerves was the um excitement like what was that feeling like you know what I've never been too much of a nervous person in the sense that like I never felt so nervous like oh my gosh I'm really nervous but the thing is I couldn't sleep the night before so <laughs> I <was> lying there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was more of like an excitement I think excitement and like it was it was I guess it was nerves but it wasn't in the sense where I was scared I was like yep it's gonna go well I'm gonna do good like it's an experience but I think I was really excited so the night before I could never sleep any of my competitions was always like an all-nighter before yeah yeah what was it like when you when you won the gold in that like British youth championship that was a really good feeling and it was nice because that was the last competition I've done um it's been a while uh but yeah it was it was an amazing feeling like to know that I had got to there in this space of time like it wasn't even that long and I had been there and a lot of people that I was competing with had been doing weightlifting for years and I was you know I had made it kind of thing like for myself sort of flex. So it was a really good feeling yeah sort of flex sort of flex oh it took them ages I just did it in a couple of years me <laughs> uh, yeah literally I was I was really gasped myself but you know then did, I stopped so <laughs> did you um find that like after that um you got like a lot of support from uh, quote unquote the community because that's that's uh one of the first things that I found um you on was that basically that post of you winning the championships I think it, it was like shared around on some of the like uh like Seek Fitness pages um I think like Seek Muscle Fitness Forge them kind of pages you feel like that you got like a lot of support from the the up on our fitness community yeah definitely I think I think that yeah I got a lot of and a lot of people were like whoa okay and I think that's when I like sort of got recognized a little bit more for doing weightlifting and because it was a bigger achievement compared to all the other competitions that I had done it was like okay yeah like she's done the nationals and yeah she's like she's got a gold in it she's done well so it, it was really nice to see her uh, that's good like like we were saying before that 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 community is very 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 tight-knit um and I think like when you see somebody smashing it in whichever field it is like normally up and they do uh, support up on it which is which is really nice to see which is um because it's not always the case is it like some people go the opposite and and like quote unquote nuzzard and evil eye is a, is a thing so it's nice to see when people get like behind yeah. achievements and, and sort of like support each other in that respect 
Yeah, definitely. There's always another there as well, though, regardless. But, you know, it's good to have such a big, tight-knit community, you know, because, like, I've always had support and always had people encouraging. And I've never really had too much of a bad experience. I know that people probably do think, you know, like we were saying earlier, you know, different generations might just have different ideas about it. But luckily, like, my like the older generation people in my family my grandparents and stuff they were literally so they were so good with it and they always encouraged me and I got encouragement from everyone family friends yeah it's good that's that's really good um sort of like transitioning into your nutrition now because uh not only are you a female powerlifter who's Indian which is already breaking sort of one stereotype not powerlifter sorry Olympic weightlifter uh in that sort of category but um (laughs) Not only is that breaking one sort of stereotype, but um, you don't eat meat. You're vegan. You're plant-based. So that's breaking another stereotype. Yep. That was actually something that happened recently. So after I actually kind of had to take a break from weightlifting because uh, of COVID, um, that's when I made the decision to go vegan. But even then, I don't say I'm like completely vegan. I'm plant-based-ish. So Ish. like I'm a little bit lenient on dairy, like anything else. Meat. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I think you need to update your uh, Instagram bio or something because I'm pretty sure that it just says Go vegan. Check it because it, it says plant based ish. Does it? Have a look. <laughs> yeah, I changed it up because I was like, I'm gonna be real with everyone. Like I'm, I'm trying, but um, there's some times where I do give into like dairy, definitely okay. like chocolate and stuff. I've, I've yeah. just checked it, yeah. Fair play, fair play. Uh, I, I dropped the boat. I put my hands up. I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. How, so, how's that transition? Yeah, so I changed it. Um, you know what? It was really weird. Like, I, I obviously went from a lot of meat. I never used to really take protein supplements, like, when I was in competing. I used to take all my proteins from my foods, and um, I just really believed that, like, there's no point taking protein um, as an extra supplement. Let me just eat a lot of meat. Let me eat a lot of fish, eggs. I used to eat, like, six eggs a day um but then I don't know what happened it was just a switch in me I think it's the people that are around me at the moment a lot of them are plant-based or vegetarian and I kind of looked into it a little bit more and it just resonated with me and I thought I can make the switch and if I really want it I can still build muscle I can still make it happen because like if you really want something you can make it happen and (laughs) you can okay (laughs) a lot of people have ideas explain it to me so like you know a lot of people have this preconception about veganism and stuff, but firstly, you can get hemp protein. So if you're not getting enough from your diet, there's still protein powder that you can have out there, which I take now. But what about and, your um, belief of getting it from your food? Because when you were eating meat, you didn't have to have any uh, supplements. Okay, obviously, like, <laughs> there is going to be less protein available for you, for me to be having. But think about it chickens we eat like okay people eat chicken not we because i don't but people eat chicken and chickens eat what grass or like i don't know what they eat some plants they don't eat like meat in it they eat plants and so they're getting or even take any any animal cows they eat oh, so basically you watch game changers and then turn vegan because that's the no, exact no, argument that's a game changers i watched game changers and i was like nah don't believe it I'm gonna keep eating because when I actually watched it I wasn't I was so into meat then and I was mm-hmm. like yeah no I used to literally shut down vegans the same way 
you're okay. thinking in your head right now. No, no, I'm not sure you don't, <laughs> to be fair. Like, as I say, I've spoke to Azad and he's a vegan personal trainer. I've spoke to uh, Inderaj and he, he won the gold in Commonwealth and he's vegetarian. Um, I have nothing against it. I've flexed about with eating meat, not eating meat. I, I find that when I'm not eating meat, I actually uh, feel like a, a lot more energetic and things. I'm not opposed to it whatsoever. Um, my problem with specifically game changes is, and I've said this to both of them, is that, and they both agreed with me, even though they're both like uh, vegetarians and don't eat meat, is that is a very, it literally reeks of like a commercial, do you know what I mean? Like an American commercial. It seems like it's basically like yeah. a, um, turn vegan today and you can win a free holiday or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like one of them type of situations, yeah. which I didn't like. But no, I, I have nothing against like um, uh, uh, like being vegan or, or, or vegetarian or anything. I've tried it a few times and I enjoy my time on it, but I end up just switching mm-hmm. back and forth. I feel like it is good to be off meat for a certain amount of time, let your body sort of recover from all that processing. And then if you want to go back, go back on. But um, no, so I, I'm not I'm not saying like, oh, I'm fully against uh, vegans or, or shooting them down or anything like that. Well, I used to do the same thing, so I don't blame anyone that thinks that way because I used to think like, you know, meat tastes so good and 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 everything, like it's just so good. How can I give it up? One time I remember like um back in high, back in the sixth form, me and my friend um went to Nando's. But on the same day I was like, Yep, I'm going vegan, I'm gonna go flat out vegan. I'm one of those people like if I'm gonna go vegan, I'm going flat out, I'm not gonna cut it down, like I'm just gonna go. So um You're not gonna be yeah, I was uh, I was saying to her, like, I'm going vegan today and yeah not gonna be oh, <laughs> about that <laughs> but in that time I literally said like I'm gonna go vegan and the same day we went to Nando's and I had half a chicken like <laughs> I didn't understand how you can give up chicken um but yeah like then I, I realized like personally for me which I think a lot of people that are vegan or vegetarian can probably relate to like it's not worth it um the, the two seconds of taste and temporary happiness like pleasure it's not worth it like it's a whole animal you know suffering for your happiness and that's just what it is you know people just can't face that but yeah yeah, that's like a big reason why I I guess I thought like it's really not worth it Um, so so you switch more for the like ethics and the morality more than the nutrition well I'm actually not gonna lie it was mostly for nutrition but at the same time like that argument never made like sense to me I always still think back if I ever thought of going back to meat um for the plant for the protein or anything which I've had recently because I'm on a bodybuilding diet at the moment um if I ever had a an inkling thinking like let me go back to eating fish or meat then yeah my opinion would just like it just change again and I'll just be like nah because it's not worth it and and I can still get the same protein from, from plant food. Like, no, none of my muscle has dropped. If anything, I've gotten way more leaner ever since I've been vegan. And my PBs have stayed exactly the same. If not, like, grown. <laughs> you know what I mean? The gyms have not been open. Every time I go back to the gym, like, my PBs are still the same. I've not lost any muscle. So for me, like, it's, it's been good. I've got a lot more energy. Not trying to sell the veganism <laughs> to anyone, but, like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> No, no, you've made a convincing argument. You've made a convincing... I believe you. I believe you. Okay. You haven't converted <laughs> me, but I believe you. <laughs> Maybe one day, you know. No, no, I don't know that I could ever do it full-time. Like, as I say, I'd, I'd take breaks off eating meat. Um, I, w- I wouldn't even say, like, 
regularly, but maybe like every few months, perhaps. Um, and it's sort of it's like a nice little reset, but I always end up just going back to it. It is, it is like a used as a break. It's not ever. It's I don't think for me personally, it's ever going to become like a a lifestyle change or any of that malarkey. Like I was going to ask, what what do you use for? You sort of mentioned it there. Like obviously, you can use um uh like vegan protein and thing. But what other like supplements do you use? Like do you supplement with any vitamins? Do you supplement with obviously protein and um and what else do you supplement with? Um, I supplement with at the moment. I've never really taken supplements like that. But the only thing that at the moment that I am taking is um Irish moss, which is like a nat- it's a natural supplement really. Um, but it contains all the vitamins and minerals like ninety two out of one hundred and two that your body needs. So at the moment I'm just using that because there's no point in me taking an isolated vitamin C when I can take all the vitamins in one supplement. You know what I mean? So that's all I use. But other than that, like I eat so many greens anyway, and I believe like that's why I've never really supplemented because you can get it from your diet and everything's there in the diet. Obviously, when going vegan, there's something that you might lack, which is why I take Irish Moss. But otherwise, yeah, not so really any other supplements. What is the crack with this Irish Moss? Because I've seen that obviously on Instagram, you have a, another page uh, of holistic uh, jungle. So one what prompted you to make that sort of uh, page and, and focus on this uh, Irish sea moss so as I got more into like a conscious style of living for my health and things like that like when I went to vegan veganism and then like the alkaline diet and um, I don't know if you've heard of Dr Sebi I, I haven't no heard. okay so like I follow him quite a lot and he um basically I'd say he like discovered Irish sea moss and the benefits of it and he's um, spread like when he was alive he did spread a lot on it and and that's where I sort of found out about it. I was reading off about it a lot and I bought some myself and when I bought it and I tried it I was like wow like this has helped me so much and and the fact that it helped me is the reason why I thought let me actually make this and sell this myself because it can help other people too um help me in so many different ways for example like I actually had a lot of um eczema and I do suffer with like acne as well and um a lot of it cleared while using CMOS and for me like I've never really believed in things like using things like um chemical stuff I've always used natural stuff and this has helped me just by taking it every single day it helped my skin it helped my energy it and then on top of that I know that I'm taking in those vitamins and minerals every day like it's just an all-rounding supplement to use really and I started selling it well I've started, I'm going to be selling it soon to people because I know it will help people just like it helped me so yeah that's the whole kind of motive behind it no no that's sick that's sick I was going to say you can't even tell that you like have eczema or acne and things like you know, on your Instagram or even on this call now because your, your skin is very clear um and that's and that's coming from someone who mm. also does have uh, eczema um so it, it well well done for that um I'm, i'll have to look into it what how do you sort of uh like take it then so is it in do you like extract it and put it in pill form or do you have it like as as, uh, as with your food or something like how, how do you ingest it so um with Irish moss there's like i'd say many ways you can take it um it's all up to the person but i personally take it like every day you take two tablespoons so for me, like I obviously import it um, fresh as the dried moss from um, St. Lucia. Um, and then, so 
soak it, clean it up, and then gel it. So turn it into a gel form by blending it. And then I just take it like twice a day. Um, sorry, not twice a day, once a day, two tablespoons every day. And then um, on top of that, what I did for my skin was um, just apply it as a face mask. So you can literally apply it to your skin, your hair. You can eat it every day. So, and you can do all three because like, as long as you don't exceed two tablespoons a day, it's healthy for you. Um, otherwise, um, there is a lot of iodine in it. So it can like affect you if you take more than two tablespoons. But for me, like putting it on my skin literally just cured my eczema this winter. Cause every single winter I suffer from eczema on my arms and on like around my eyes. And this year I never got it, which is the first year in like how many years of my life that I've never had to, like not had to deal with eczema this winter and it's just been so good like not having to deal with that just because I've been taking the steam off and I know a lot of people around me that do also deal with eczema so yeah it's, it's a great supplement anyone should take it literally it's that dry heat in the winter isn't it it's like when you put your heating on and then boom you get the eczema flow up again I'm the same it's uh but I, I started using um a vino cream uh, so I started yeah. using that and I found that that helped um, and then yeah I'm I'm very similar to you where I don't actually like don't like tablets and I don't like sort of uh, quote-unquote western medicine I guess uh, anything that happens to me which goes wrong I'm straight on the phone to Nani in India and then she just gives me some dissy remedy and boom done yes, <laughs> that is the way that is the way honestly and like it, it's I want things to be sustainable if that makes sense so no matter which environment I'm in like I don't know next year I could be in, I don't know, South America or something and and I might not have access to like quote unquote Western medicine. I might not have access to tablets or whatever. Then what are you going to do then? Like if you can find things that are in like the natural environment, then it's way more sustainable. But I, I think like that with like a lot of things is like, that's why I don't have caffeine and things like that. It's just because if, if like on a morning, I'm not feeling like energy and then I start, like, I used to have a lot of caffeine and that's why I don't have it now because I realized I start becoming like dependent on things. And I don't want to be dependent mm-hmm. on anything. Uh, not anything, like obviously just natural things that uh, will always be like accessible to me. So like, I just have more water now because everywhere in the world, you're going to have water. Do you know what I mean? So uh, that, that, that kind of sort of mindset is um, very much stems off them sort of Eastern remedies, like the Dissy remedies that you get from like your grandma in India. It's like anything goes wrong you get a few little spices and or herbs together and then that fixes that problem. Whereas I feel like when you go to the doctor and they give you a pill, it's like, here's a pill. And then here's a pill for the side effects of that pill. And then here's a pill for the side effects of that pill. And then all of a sudden you go so many pills. And if you ever try yeah. to go anywhere in the world, you got to take like a suitcase just full of pills just to sort things out. You know what I mean? I'm not, I ain't about that life. No, I agree with you. Like the mindset of, of trying natural things and just, believing that that is going to help you that's the ultimate thing because for me like I don't understand how can how can we be given medicine that's going to give us more side effects to which we need more medicine it's just a cycle which keeps going on and yeah I fully agree with you even with caffeine and things like that like I never want to rely on anything or feel dependent on you know having to use this and I feel like it's all in your mind you know that things like that not having energy in the day like there's a day where I don't have energy and I've been using caffeine a lot or whatever which I, I don't but in the instance I am whatever um then I just I would stop and I'd start training my mind instead to feel energy and to connect with energy rather than 
taking something which is going to make me feel like that you know because it is in like within you thing but it's about becoming aware and understanding that and you know actually understanding the consequences of doing that and what you're actually suppressing mm-hmm. rather than like you know just keep having it keep having it because that's when it gets worse and worse and harder but as soon as we like just become aware you know I can go for two weeks maybe feeling a bit tired let me have some caffeine every single day every morning but I can snap out of that as well and it, if you know you can snap out of it you're fine that's all isn't it 100% like it's it's the difference between like conscious and subconscious like you don't want to constantly be subconsciously gravitating towards these quick fixes you you want to consciously snap out of it as you said and consciously sort of go and and fix the root cause of the issue which I think is a uh, really really important um this has been proper dope though I, I've really enjoyed this conversation and and like and, and learned quite a bit as well at the same time and and had had a few laughs and hopefully you've enjoyed it as well yeah I've definitely enjoyed it it's good to like go back down you know memory lane and think about life and talk about it it's been really good yeah that's good uh, but the way that I like to end each podcast is or, or round off the podcast should I say is uh, the same five questions um, so this is the same five questions that I ask every single guest and it's sort of in like a quick fire fashion so um, just sort of do like the first word or sentence or, or what, what's like whatever comes to mind first uh, on these five questions so what are you most proud of? Most proud of probably my weightlifting accomplishment Six. most likely yeah my weightlifting accomplishment okay number two is what are you most looking forward to Set, setting up my life number is three that, is, is that too, okay no no that's cool that's cool well it's what it's, it's again as i say it's subjective so it's whatever you think there's no right or wrong, wrong answer here um mm-hmm. This is an inc- inclusive space. It's a safe space. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Number three is what is your biggest motivation? Mm, probably self-development. Like, yeah, becoming better, a better version of myself. What is your definition of success? I think when you're happy and content, that's success to me. Like, yeah, when you you're happy with what you want and what you've achieved, and when you followed your path, so you're content. And last but not least, because it's the Culture Cast podcast, how do you think your culture has affected you this far? How's my culture affected me? Affected me. In what, like, in what way? Just how it's impacted you. Has it okay. helped you? Has it hindered you? Has it, ha, have you seen benefits? Have you seen drawbacks? Anything? How's it shaped you? I've definitely you? seen benefits. I think benefits, most definitely. Because like we were talking about before, there is like such a tight-knit community and I've always felt pretty supported. I've never really had too much, too much of a challenge. And I think that is because the way our community is and the way that our culture is you know everyone has each other's back and it's always been a good support system I think for me so yeah it's been a good overall experience and yeah so uh, again like uh, (laughs) I really enjoyed having you on yeah literally but I've really enjoyed being on as well like yeah it's, it's really nice to talk about things it's something I've never really done before so 
thank you for having me on no worries hopefully we can do like a a catch-up in the future or something um i will leave your instagram handle of yourself holistic holistic jungle in the link so if you're listening on spotify apple music or you're watching on youtube just click the link in the description and you'll be able to go to simmons pages um and you can check out some of the stuff that she's done in more detail keep up to date with her and check out some of the things that we've talked about during this podcast as well so for for a bit of context for people um and yeah do you want to say any last words before we finish that's about it really just thank you for having me on and yeah i hope that everyone enjoys this podcast (laughs) yeah that's all for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah sweet smashed it